Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. It's time for the unofficial 40. Soonerscoop.com's very official recruiting podcast featuring Soonerscoop.com recruiting publisher Josh McQuistian. Get your recruiting fix from the leader in Sooner Recruiting. It's the unofficial 40 with your hosts, Soonerscoop.com publishers Carrie Murdoch and Josh McQuistian. All right, welcome back. It is another edition of the Unofficial 40, where we have just come back from Bob Stoops' press conference talking about Joe Mixon, of all things. And it was all Joe Mixon all the time. Every question about Joe Mixon. Uh, as the video came out on Friday, uh, it had been a media blackout up to this point. Bob Stoops decides to go ahead and have a press conference today. I thought it was great that he did, just to get it all out there, kind of Went in, fell on his sword, answered any and all questions, answered them calmly, didn't lose his cool at any point. Uh, we're back in studio now. Uh, we all just returned. Eddie Radosevich, Joe Duvall, uh, Josh McQuistian. Watched it at home as we streamed it live. We're going to stream it live. Big time. So, uh, yeah, we tried a little Facebook live streaming today, and that was good. I uh, thought it worked out pretty well. And uh, so now we've done YouTube live and Facebook live, and uh, we'll just keep keep going, I guess. But, guys... First off, Josh, you're sitting at home watching it. Uh, just your overall impressions of what Bob had to say. Well, the thing that stood out to me, and I guess it's probably just because, you know, like you guys are there, you're going through just the machinations of the entire press conference while I'm sitting there watching Twitter and Facebook and everybody's responses. And I can't get over this idea that, you know, everybody's up in arms about Bob Stoops' comment of, well, if this had happened now, it probably would be different. I mean, Carrie, you talked about that a couple of weeks ago, that you felt confident that if this happened now, it would be treated entirely differently. And I, I again, I, I've said time and time again, I thought Mixon should have been dismissed at the time. At the same time, I don't think you can possibly tell me that you the world didn't seem differently before the Ray Rice video and after the Ray Rice video. That woke a lot of people up to this kind of stuff. And I, I just, I, you know, that's one of the things, like, we've talked about the Jeffrey Simmons deal. That has always staggered me that that hasn't been something that the people were just up in arms about because it was equally awful, and he got one game against a nobody team while Joe Mixon, like I said, you can think the punishment wasn't enough. It was clearly a punishment of subs, uh, excuse me, of some substance, though. Yeah, I mean the, the the Simmons kid stood over a woman and pounded her repeatedly while she lay on the on the pavement. Uh, I mean they were both horrible, and I'm not trying to defend. Oh, uh, Mixon's wasn't worse. I'm saying they were both awful. They were both terrible. Um, a lot of questions today. I thought a lot of fair questions. Uh, questions that I think some of Bob's biggest critics would have asked if he were there. Uh, specifically, would this have happened if he weren't a five star kid and this would have been just a three star kid? Um, but yeah, I think that's the biggest revelation is Bob announced publicly that if this happened today, 
that there is no longer any tolerance for uh, violence against women in any program. And Bob's a guy that believes in second chances. I think this is the first time in Bob's career where he realizes sometimes you don't get a second chance. First off, I think Bob handled it very well. Uh, I think the falling on the sword, taking a bullet analogies are right. That's kind of what he did because David Bourne wasn't in that room. Joe Castiglione wasn't in that room. And that was also an athletic department and university decision. And and they weren't there. And it's kind of been funneled into a football narrative. And I think Bob did uh, what he could uh, falling on the sword there. Uh, But I think the thing is with Bob saying that Mixon wouldn't be on the team now if it happened now. That's that's strange. I don't know what it is, but it's it's, it's unusual to hear a coach say that about a player well, still say, on the team. But that, he's saying, and I know people are saying, what matter? What difference does it matter? The 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 uh, the the I'm trying to think of the right word, but the 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 environment has changed dramatically, and it's because of Joe Mixon. It's because of Ray Rice. I remember the first time I saw TMZ release that Ray Rice thing. I said to myself, like, whoa, that's really bad, but what do you do to a guy? Like, mm-hmm. what do you do to a football player when he's punched? Like, no one had any – there was no reference. Like, how bad is that? Is that career-ending bad? Is that miss a season bad? Is that, you know, four games bad? There was no, there was no barometer for what striking a woman – what kind of penalty it would carry for your professional football career. And remember that the NFL, didn't they, uh, they suspended him for just two games at the beginning of all this. Yeah. And if he was worth a damn as a running back at the time, he probably would have been re-signed yeah. by somebody. Greg Hardy got signed the next year in Dallas, so yeah. it wasn't like he they was blackballed all. End, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like they blackballed all Well, let's face had- it, running backs in the NFL, there's not a real high value. They'll yeah. just go get another guy. If it's a pass-rushing defensive end specialist, well, you probably you can probably kill somebody as long as you're not you know. As long as it's like you know, not on tape. self defense or manslaughter or something like that. <laughs> a, a, nor- a normal guy, one punch to the head, you never know. That could be it. Although I will say this, like like the Cowboys took the brunt of that that blow. You know when they signed uh, not I keep wanting to say Randy Gregory. It's not Randy. Gre- it's a uh, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. Um, when they signed Greg Hardy, they took a lot of crap for it, and I mean. They got to the point where they're like, yeah, this isn't worth it. Then I would say Ray Rice, Joe Mixon, and then what's his name? Greg Hardy. Greg Greg Hardy. Uh, Those are the three guys that have set the stage for what we have now or what what the standard is now for people that commit violence against women. It's not a group that you want to be in as far as a a, uh, possible uh, professional football player. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's a situation that obviously Joe Mixon put himself in. And, you know, I think that obviously the, the, I guess, discussions on the board have been one thing it's been uh, interesting to see some people's sides of the story but uh today was a day that had to happen at some point i was just telling you guys before we got in here that uh there's no way that they could have let this thing go to new orleans and bleed into uh what will end up being game week here in about a week and you know i thought that bob stoops handled it about as as well as he could i tell you let's go to bob's opening statement uh it's about five minutes but we want to play it for you uh, we've kind of cut up some of the highlights as fast as we could here, uh, but uh, here's Bob Stoops just opening it up, talking about Joe Mixon. All right, hello everyone. Um, guess just start off by addressing the uh, release of the uh, Joe uh, Mixon video in the restaurant. Um, you know, in the middle of a altercation and in a reactionary moment, you know, strikes. Uh, 
has a horrible and wrong reaction. Um, and, you know, upon seeing that video, uh, the university and, and I uh, sat down and, and uh, you know, designed what we thought was uh, discipline, definitely uh, dealt out uh, immediate and significant, strong discipline uh, to Joe. Uh, with some options. Uh, one, uh, he was immediately removed from every team activity, locker room, everything what to, whatsoever to do with, uh, with the team for uh, an entire season, uh, along with um, uh, some stipulations uh, moving forward. If he, had, if he met those, he might have the road or an opportunity to rejoin the team. He was also immediately given a full release uh, to transfer anywhere that he might want to go. Uh, our, um, you know, our, what we, you know, came up with uh, discipline-wise, uh, I feel at the time, uh, two and a half years ago, we felt was significant. Um, and fault me if, if uh, believing that an 18-year-old uh, without prior violent situation whatsoever and an altercation had the wrong and horrible response that he did that he might have an opportunity moving forward to redeem himself improve from it grow from it and someday possibly be forgiven uh, that was the intention uh, if he chose uh, to come back and that that's what you know we had hoped for um, it may be wrong in some eyes, in some people's eyes, to get that, that to give a guy, um, you know, an opportunity to come back. I think two and a half years ago, uh, some here, even some viewed the, the tape locally and thought it was fair or appropriate or to some degree um, it was, um, you know, significant penalty and discipline. Uh, two and a half years later, it's fair to say it isn't enough, and and that's and that's positive in that that's the way the the things have gone in the last two and a half years that really the only thing that's ever acceptable anymore is 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 dismissal um, we didn't go that route two and a half years ago uh, again thought that this young man uh, deserved an opportunity moving forward to have a chance to redeem himself and and to grow out of it and to to be positive out in the community and and um, that was the intention um, so again, if, if I'm at fault of something, it's hard to, to give up on these young men that I go in their, their, their homes and talk to their families and them about the opportunities to grow here at Oklahoma. And, um, and so again, for those who find that unacceptable, uh, I apologize uh, to those people. Uh, but also, again, I, I feel like Joe has moved ahead uh, in, a, in a very positive way. And um, you know, and, and believe he's really grown and, and, and matured from it. It's been hard to see. I, I accept that uh, in that uh, he hasn't been able to be out uh, publicly for the most part, mainly because of the issues with civil suits moving forward and attorneys, which that timeline hasn't been very, worked very well uh, for his favor or ours. Uh, the other part of that is um, uh, we fully expected when we made our decision in regard to what Joe's discipline would be, uh, expected that video to be released within a week or two, three weeks uh, within that month. Um, we had no idea it would go uh, this, this long and uh, that is out of our hands as well and has not been with the timeline of it all. It has not, you know, been 
you know, work very well for anybody. Uh, but again, uh, those were the intentions, um, you know, when, when we first encountered this two and a half years ago and have worked uh, past it. And it just, again, comes back to stage uh, with the release of the video here in the last few days. Uh, but again, it's something that was dealt with uh, 28, I guess, or 29 months ago. So I think the biggest, the biggest criticism I'd had the entire time about this was just the timing, and I knew that the lawyers were kind of mucking things up and the civil suit and being worried about. I mean, but just to not to be able to come out and apologize, uh, in, in even a non, you know, admitting guilt type way. I mean, just to say, you know, you're sorry for, you know, anything that you've caused, any stress that you've caused the staff or the fans or the program without, you know, apologizing to Molitor. But, I mean, Bob kind of relays it there. It all got screwed up. They wished that it would have come out immediately. I said that all along. It would have been better if it came out, you know, at the very beginning while he was serving his punishment. So, I mean, you just get this real real sense of how screwed up the whole thing was. And to be honest, I think even if he wasn't asked this, but if you ask Bob and he was completely honest, I wonder if he'd even want to go through this again, if he if he had the chance to do it again. No, I, I don't think he would. And, you know, I it's... It's not funny, but it's it's, I guess, kind of ironic that I think that, you know, the biggest criticism of Bob Stoops uh, in his entire career at Oklahoma has just been the loyalty factor, the loyalty to assistant coaches and things like that. And uh, I guess it's just ironic that in this situation, it's his loyalty to a player that's probably his biggest fault uh, in all of this, isn't it? Trying to give somebody a second chance. Trying to give somebody a second and, chance. And not turning his back that, on somebody. Realizing that sometimes you can't give it. I mean, he, I think he finally ran into a situation where you just don't get a second chance if some things happen. Yeah, there has to be a point where... Which uh, we all know, like murder. I mean, if you murder someone, you're not yeah. going to get a second chance. No. But this is the first time that killing another human being didn't allow you a second chance. And I, I think that, too, that, you know, I, I don't think that he would want to go back through this thing again. If he had to do it all over again, I think that he probably they probably would have such a disaster. cut him loose. It's been two and a half, three years now that all this this whole thing has been a cloud over the Oklahoma program. And I think that, you know, he said it in the in the press conference today. And it's also interesting to just think that, you know, it's such a fascinating story just in that. Joe Mixon has been on campus for what three years now. We yeah. have literally never talked to the kid. Well, at the Orange Bowl, uh, in Oklahoma, I mean. Oh yeah, and it just—I mean, they have done. It's been bizarre. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm over the it being bizarre. It's just, yeah, I've been done with it forever. Yeah, I—I I, I just his lawyer team gave him such bad advice. I feel like if if he going back to what you said, Carrie, if he would have just come out and apologized a week later. I don't necessarily think that he could have just pushed it off and put it to the side, but I think everything I mean, that, right now is that going to win so the case? Easy. Is that going to make a slam door? Oh my God, we won the case. Joe Mixon apologized in some fashion. Like it's over. Yeah, he's done. We're going to sue him. He's for every penny he's worth. I just I don't know. I don't understand it. I think his lawyer team was is terrible. <laughs> I would tell them that they're terrible to their face. I mean, they've they've helped him. They've done nothing I think to I've help him. I've done that him. on the radio. I mean, honestly, defense Every, lawyers are pieces of shit anyway. So it, we'll just get there. <laughs> well, we talked about like Eddie. The, you're likely to commit a violent crime one day, so you might. Watch I live yourself. with a lawyer, so I can say that. <laughs> the thing with Jeffrey Simmons, we talked about. It seems so similar to the Mixon, where you know that wasn't a case of domestic abuse like Mixon's wasn't. 
Uh, there was excessive force kind of in a fight. And uh, he was a five-star recruit, so it feels like there's some similarities there. But how, how Simmons was different than Mixon is Simmons immediately came out with an apology. And that's something Mixon said he couldn't do for some reason, but Simmons could. And the other thing is, Mississippi State is in Oklahoma. You know, Jeffrey Simmons isn't Joe Mixon, especially what Joe Mixon is today compared to what he was two years ago. Oklahoma has become, and Bob Stoops has become, a vessel for a larger conversation. And now the spotlight has just kind of seemed beamed in on Oklahoma. And when you're under that spotlight, it's easy to feel like, all right, forget it. I don't want to, I, I don't want to deal with that kind of stuff anymore. And I think that's part of what Bob Stoops was saying about the two and a half years thing. Part of it is him evolving as a person, sure, but the other part is he just didn't want to deal with it. That's too much to deal with. And he I, has to deal with it, though. I mean, this is the situation that he put himself in right. by keeping Joe Mixon around. And he's saying does in in the future. I don't think he. And I think he said as much. He's not going to deal with this stuff anymore. It's going to be zero. He didn't say zero tolerance, but he might as well have said zero tolerance. Well, let, let's listen to uh, here's Bob Stoops and a little bit of a exchange where he basically admits, uh, yeah, that things would have been different if this had happened recently. Your reaction when you, uh, you first saw it? It, it was horrible. Um, I hated it. Uh, dislike what just just as much as is hated it as much as anybody did. Absolutely. Since you since you made the decision and Joe made the decision to stay from that point to now, is there anything you'd like you wish you could have done different, or would you like anything you'd like to have seen Joe do different? Well, um, I, I think as much as anything, what would have been positive if he was allowed to have to speak uh, the last two years and people get to know the person that he is, and uh, you know, and again for legal reasons and you know we could be at fault to some degree as well it just hasn't worked but um you know that and and i wish the video had been released immediately because again uh, the world's a different place two and a half years later and that's positive i'm 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 there and that's something i think he kept saying that and i think some people were kind of taking it out of context and and let's face it it depends on what side you're of the aisle that you're on how you feel about this if you're if you're a fan of another school, if you're a Texas fan, Oklahoma State fan, uh, this is your chance to take shots and to say, unquestionably, Bob Stoops is a dirtbag. If you're an OU fan, it's your chance to say it wasn't that bad or it was her fault. or yeah, Everybody's making excuses. And I don't think that's ever been our... We, we've never been like, okay, well, it wasn't that bad or... I mean, I personally, when they announced a year penalty, I was kind of like, oh, that's pretty steep. I mean, you're probably going to lose the kid if you really want to keep him. I don't know if a year is really the right way to go about it. But it was interesting that Bob said that they gave him a full release because we hadn't mm -hmm. really talked about that a whole that's, lot. I, that's something going into today I did not realize uh, in this whole situation. And, you know, I again, I think Oklahoma could have helped themselves if they would have just put all that out there at the beginning of all this. I was talking to someone the other day. I said that, that we need to know the punishment. And he said, but you don't know what went on behind the scenes. You don't know the full punishment. I said, why doesn't OU just say the full punishment? And he said, oh, you know they won't do that. Why not? No, yeah, you have nothing to lose. Learning all this stuff makes you feel better in some way about knowing the punishment Mixon went through. A lot of this stuff is the not knowing. And, and, and a lot of it's people kind of have this perception that Mixon wasn't contrite for some reason. And Josh, I'm really curious to ask you because you probably talked to him the most uh, when he was a recruit, and you know, Carrie Eddie and I haven't really talked to him since he's been here. What what were your perceptions of Joe talking to him when he was uh, a recruit? I always Joe was such a likable guy. I mean, that that's the first thing that comes to mind. And I can tell you other reporters really that 
knew him longer than I did. Oh, you kind of, you know, you, get, you know, you guys remember not a lot of people gave OU a big chance with Joe until after his official visit. I mean, it was something where I kind of watched him, but I wasn't that engaged with what was going on. But when I would talk to people that knew him, oh, man, he'll talk your ear off. He's a really likable guy, you know. But, I mean, there was always certainly an element of Joe loves him some Joe and, you know, that that, <laughs> that kind of stuff. But that's, that is one of those things that now, in hindsight, people are like, oh, you know, Joe Mixon, full of himself. That's normal for these high school guys. Like, that's not something I mark against him. That's just the reality of a, of a really great high school player. They've, they're used to everyone telling them how great they are. But, yeah, Joe was... Every time I ever dealt with him, he was he was a good guy. I would say maybe the one exception, and Eddie was there for it, was at the Army game afterward, and we're trying to do an interview uh, during, you know, kind of the signing. Uh, they, they were signing autographs for the little kids, and we were trying to work it out to where we could campers. get it done before Joe had to go back to the locker room and go catch his flight and all that sort of thing. So it wasn't so much his fault. It's just kind of a bad situation to do an interview. But something I was thinking about just a second ago, Eddie, you know, you mentioned that you guys haven't talked to him while you've been there. Other than the, uh, I believe it was John Chin, he did the uh, the, the press, uh, the uh, the core interview the with. The pool reporter, yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, we, we had to have been one of the last real interviews he ever did. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think. I mean, he's done little small BS stuff with uh, Soonersports.com or whatever. Just mm-hmm. they've had he's been the on access. Bob's Coach's show a couple of times. He's been on Bob's Coach's show a couple of times, but there's been nothing as, as official as like a an official capacity that he has had to talk to the media about. And, you know, I, I think we can probably talk about it later on in the in the podcast, but that's one of the reasons why I think his best option is to come back to Oklahoma. He would get absolutely shredded by, uh, I guess, not professional reporters, but by the NFL ranks and stuff like that if he went into a well, combine let's, let's situation. If he, he could never handle what Bob Stoops went through today. No, it'd be no. a disaster. And I'll say this about Joe and just the kid who he was in high school. going Because I think you guys had to cover camps here, so I was in Chicago that year all by myself. No, I was up there. Were you up there? Mm-hmm. And uh, that's right. And so we were... Him and Makai Quick. We talked to him a lot and kind of got Parker. to know him a little bit. And like when he came on his official visit, he saw me on the sidelines and I was down there before the game and he like he like comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, because... You remember I took this photo of him like pointing at the camera and he just loved that photo and we used it on a bunch of our stuff. And so I think he, he, he got to think we were buddy buddy. And so I was like, hey, man, I can't talk to you on the field like this. And so I think he, that pissed him off uh, because the compliance won't let us talk to the recruits like we'll get in trouble. But, you know, Joe, when he was coming out and after I met him in Chicago, he would constantly beg me to help him get followers on Twitter. Like he was... He loved the attention, like loved it as much as anybody I've ever seen in my entire life. And you know what? If if Joe Mixon wants to do something to make up for the way his life has gone so far, he'd be great to talk to kids. He'd be great to talk to recruits to talk about how fleeting all this stuff is, mm-hmm. that people love you and want you. And then when the, something bad happens, how people can turn on you in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, and I think that, if if OU wanted to handle this thing correctly, and it it might all be for naught now that uh, he can make a decision to leave the school and things, but that would be a perfect opportunity for him to go around the state of Oklahoma even this summer, uh, talking to FCA groups and stuff like that. But that might be too clear of a an idea 
for uh, for anybody to handle. Well, that's it. Well, the, the other thing is this: could he do that? We don't know. We don't know. I mean, does he have any public speaking skills at all? No, we don't know. Yeah, he's always kind of struck me as, and I, and I don't really mean this that negatively, but as somewhat of an immature kind of kid. And I've said that before, where he just. He almost reminds me with the way you're talking about that story in Chicago. If Trajan Bandy, who's someone we covered, uh, who's he, he just he feels a little naive to what's going. on. He's nice enough. He's energetic. He's affable. He's fun to be around, but it, he's just not fully matured yet. Not doesn't quite fully get what's going on. And and I think it is important to remember that that was literally his 18th birthday that happened. He was a few hours away from being just a minor uh, in this incident. So. See, I'm just beyond excusing anything, That's age, true. anything. No, there, I, there I don't, is I don't no excuse. I, there's no excuse. I, I, the kid should have walked away. I'm no. never going to say anything other than that. I mean, and how anybody could say anything different than that is beyond me. Like it, it it's to the point of where I is just it need though. To, I mean, as much as you deal with the fans, is no, it beyond you? I mean, it's not. It's not it, really, but it's like to the point of where I just feel like shaking somebody when I read some of these responses to, and 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 just flat out excuses for joe mixon is what it's become yeah i mean there there are some ou fans that could have seen him murder somebody on tv and they'd be like well i mean he had a good shot but do you see that that guy egged him on yeah shouldn't have stood there (laughs) somebody just brought something up and i think it's kind of an interesting question do you think joe mixon and the kind of the fallout and everything that's happened since the incident is easier if he does go somewhere else? Do you think it's actually been harder for him because he stayed at OU? I don't think it'd be easier on him. Mm-hmm. It would be easier on the coach that took him in than it, than it has been on Stoops. Of course, yeah. Say it was yeah. Jim Mora. I mean, he would have gotten a lot of flack for it, but he could have always said, well, that didn't happen under our watch. Yeah, he could start every sentence with, well, since he's been here, dot, dot, yeah. dot. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting because it's not something I'd really thought of of, you know, I, I think there is a, you know, and uh, again, I, I think I, it feels weird. You got to preface this every time, but I definitely, you know, I've always been, he, sh- he was wrong. He should have been dismissed. That's how I feel about it. But at the same time, I, I think there is some credence to the idea that it's been worse for him because he's at Oklahoma and he has to kind of live every day in an event that, you know, happened right around where he is. I thought it was interesting, the question about the parking uh, ticket incident about how if he's on this you know if he's on this short lease if he can't mess up if he's again, on a, if he's on a uh, uh, no no mistake policy or whatever yeah yeah then how is if he's getting in an incident with a, a parking attendant you know we you know cue all the jokes about parking attendants at OU but if if he's really on that short of a leash and he does that then where was the the full punishment I mean I guess he was suspended for that game but you think back to someone like Josh Jarbo who came in, that was a short leash. That was a short leash. He did a rap video. Yeah, but he was, was coming in with a gun conviction, you know, and he, he got pleaded from a felony to a mm-hmm. misdemeanor because it, it was on a high school ground. So, I mean, when you're rapping about shooting people in the head, then, yeah, I mean, you pretty much asked for it. I, that's a good and ex- he had incidents when he went to Troy, too. That's a good example, by the way, of when Bob has taken a high-profile guy and just let him go. When no, Bob wasn't happy about that. About letting him go or about yeah, the video? about having to kill, about having to kick him off the team. Oh, boy, you killed my point then. Wasn't a very good rapper anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here, I want to play this. This is what I meant to play last time, and I'm glad we played that other. But here's Bob talking this time about how things would be different 
uh, in the climate that, that they're in now. Are you saying that, I'm um, just to clarify, Bob, are you saying that if, if this had occurred now as opposed to two and a half years ago, you would have come to a different conclusion? I think that is fair to say because, well, uh, yes, I, I do believe I would. What would that be? Well, again, I, I, and now it, as things two and a half years later, dismissal is really the only thing that's possible and a young guy ha having an opportunity to rehabilitate and and uh, to have some kind of discipline and come back from from it is really not there anymore. And uh, and and so um, you know, and that hopefully those that message goes down even to the high school level that that um, you know these things are you know just unacceptable to any degree. And there's no recovering. I guess is the you know it's never it has been acceptable. What I'm saying there's no recovering uh, from these incidents really anymore. So yeah, I mean that's that he said right there. There's no recover. You can't recover if you're if you're caught on film striking a woman. I think striking a woman in general right now I think would be it's it that's it. I think that the the ultimate point right is to Well, you look at like the Kansas kid, uh the basketball player that got charged and kicked off the team immediately, but then they found surveillance video of, of what it was that she was beating the crap out of mm -hmm. him and he wasn't doing anything in retaliation. And that she she was mad, so she basically tricked him. I mean, that's she, really counterproductive when that crap happens too. All yeah. right. So if you let's say you you know a guy's hit hit a girl. If there's been violence against women, you know it happened. You've you've checked your sources, you figured it out, you know it's happened. Then there should be a zero tolerance policy because you're setting an example for the future. You're 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 trying to make it a deterrent, I guess would be the point, right? To to limit this behavior in the future from college football athletes or from athletes in general. I, that's that's the whole idea behind this entire discussion, right? Joe Mixon needed a, st a stiffer punishment in order to set an example to keep to to maybe think make an, a player or somebody think twice in the future when they're in a situation like that, right? That that's what that's ultimately what we're talking about is 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 preventing this in the future and how to get that done. I feel like sometimes we get lost in the weeds of everything else yeah. about actually improving what needs to be improved instead of just kind of finding who to blame and where to put, you know, punishment and all that other kind of stuff. Now Bob was asked about uh Joe Mixon's future. He said that he doesn't think anybody knows, but there was no he needs to go to the NFL or you know, we're we're, we're talking to Joe and telling him it it might be best if he leaves. So it sounds like if Joe wants to come back, he can come back. Uh, and there was no talk of anything about you know being suspended further or any more penalties being faced. If people were wondering, oh, could he be suspended for the bowl game? No, none of that's going to happen. Which you know, I could never see Bob going out and essentially giving the guy double jeopardy and, and adding more to uh, a punishment that he's already served. Would the you know I I, I want all you guys to. Uh I guess answer this, but would OU have helped themselves if they just wouldn't have put the red shirt next to his name? I mean, it just seems like that has been a, I guess, a, one of the narratives that has played out since What's the, so since stupid? Friday. I thought about, you know, we were doing all the Facebook Live stuff, so I didn't really get in there today. But I thought about asking him, like, because here's the thing. I remember distinctly. You remember this? Bob went and did the car wash at ESPN, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he mentioned that Joe Mixon was going to play along with Samaj P. Ryan this year and that he thought Joe Mixon could be a star. And then the incident happened, I think, like two days later. So Bob, I mean, it was clear. It's like you can say, oh, they redshirted him. That's not a real suspension. 
He was going to play. He yeah. was going to play as a true freshman and play a lot. It comes down to if he comes back next year, right? If he if he comes back next year, then OU still gets their three full years of mixing, and it wasn't really that much of a punishment. He, lo- he loses one year of earning power in the NFL, essentially, that he'll probably get back. Yeah, but if he comes if back, he, he could be a senior. He's not going to be here for. He was never going to be here and play for four years. He was only he was only going to play three years on the field. Yeah. Whether he was a redshirt junior or just a junior, he was only going to play a three stupid, years. Stupid, stupid. Uh, it's not even an argument. It's a stupid hot take. But that it doesn't nationally, make any sense. I, I feel like nationally, that's what has been put out there. Is well, that, they're stupid. Yeah, they're idiots. They're well, national idiots that don't know any better. Well, if, and there's I, lots of those around. I'm sorry, Josh. No, no, you're fine. I, I mean, I'm completely with you, Kerry. I saw somebody on one of the outside the lines that was a female reporter, and I, I don't want to attribute it to somebody because I just don't know who it, it was. was. Lindsay Schnell. Yeah, saying she, he wasn't redshirted, or he wasn't suspended. He was redshirted because yeah, it I says redshirted it on his Sooner Sports profile. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, who like, gives a he shit? He was clearly suspended, but they took – I mean – he was never going to red shirt. He was never yes, going I, to red shirt. They gave him a designation that every player who doesn't participate gets at one point in their career. Like that just happens. Now, I certainly can understand the logic of you wanting to say, okay, that could have been part of like, his punishment. I just I checked that. it recently, and it still says red shirt. Yeah, jackass, it's going to keep saying that. Yeah, it didn't suddenly change because you don't like the story. Like that, that didn't happen. So I, I that was one of the things that I. And it was everything in me not to tweet about it. Like, I kind of wanted to blow up about it, but I've said so little that I didn't want it to be, oh, well, here's Josh defending OU and their mixing stance. Yeah. Like, I have a lot of problems with their stance, but that's not one of them. He was clearly suspended, and I thought OU went out of their way to make sure he couldn't be part of anything. Well, but, and he was asked about the pep rally thing today. Like, go to hell. Seriously. <laughs> If, if if that's if that's the one thing that you're gonna get pissed off about is that he showed up to a volleyball game and was on the floor with the guys that he probably lives with in the dorm, which you can have a problem with that. If if you can say they should have kicked him out of the athletic dorm, I could see maybe that have being uh, something that comes up. Look, but we said, I mean, Joe loves the attention. He loves people. He wanted to be a part of things, and yeah. he couldn't. And I'm sure it was killing him. I'm sure he had days where he wondered. And, you know, this is all stupid because I don't think anybody should care about Joe's emotional state. He put himself in this situation. So it's stupid to sit and waste our breath on it. But at the same I can see why it happened. Uh, and the, the fact w- w- that was ridiculous about it, nobody would have known about it, but OU themselves sent out the photos on their own Twitter account. Yeah, you have nobody to blame but yourself for that. Once again. <laughs> that's just like, like Austin Kendall. Yeah, exactly. Uh <laughs> I mean that is that's that's laughable almost that like people will turn that spin that into a media thing. I think that's when I got blocked by Mixon. That, when, the day that happened, that, when that happened, yeah. That was a volleyball game that uh, Sooner Sports TV was televising, and they, we had a. a you were working for him. Work, it, working for him. <laughs> then we had a, a student reporter from the Daily who also worked at as a production assistant at Sooner Vision, and he was at the game, and he sees Mixon. And he realizes that that's breaking what the team rule was. And as a student reporter, he felt obligated to report it. But as a Sooner Sports TV employee, they told him, "Huh, you're not doing that." So I, I, that's not really that, that story. Kind of shows how compli- complicated that, a, that stuff can be. Yeah, and then, but it, it and then OU, a, had, OU ends up sending the tweet out themselves. Yeah, anyway. it was a social media intern that, that did it. Yeah. I mean, that's how that's. That's if you want to know what it's like on the inside, it's it's people freaking about about every little detail, and then one person just screws does, it up. Screws it up for everybody. 
Well, I wouldn't say they screwed it up for everybody. They just pointed out that he was where he wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. They, and he shouldn't have been there. Let's, I mean, I'm not saying that he, he should have. But the have. other thing is like, you know, well, they didn't strip him of a scholarship. Hell, if they would have stripped him of a scholarship, he definitely would have left to go to because somebody else would have given him a scholarship. He had a full release. I think that's probably just the jumping off point. It's like, no, if you go past that point and take away a scholarship, I think that I, when would people be happy about the decision that they made? If they would have just kicked him out or, you know, I, I just don't know. I OU was Joe Mixon put OU in a bad situation and they made the decision. His lawyers I think, made it worse. His lawyers made it worse. OU made a decision that they felt like was fair. But at the same time, I think that, you know, if they could go back and do it again, they obviously would have handled it, I think, a lot differently. We're all just kind of arguing over the gray area. I mean, anybody, any OU fan that brings up Jeffrey Simmons, that's, they're using it as an egregious example showing that Mississippi mm-hmm. State didn't take it seriously enough and that he should have had a serious punishment. So at least they get the concept of how there could be criticism towards OU. We're just kind of arguing over the metrics of how hard that punishment should be. And right now, Bob Stoops is arguing that it's just, it's, it has to be for a, a multitude of reasons. It just from now on, it has to be zero tolerance. And I think that's something that'll probably catch on. And it, the, what he said, he said he hopes that, you know, people get that message in high school now and that it makes its way down there to where, because really, you've got to start, you know, with kids knowing that this is, this is the cardinal sin. This is now the cardinal sin in how to lose a college scholarship. I mean, it's hard enough to get kids to keep their grades up and go to class and, you know, prep for the ACT. But they know now, if I'm ever caught hurting a woman, beating a woman, uh, being involved in any kind of violence, if I have a baby mom and I'm in high school and there's drama, I can't be involved with that stuff or I could lose my scholarship. Which I guess in a sense I will is, lose my scholarship. In a sense, that kind of is pathetic, isn't it? That this is, this is oh, where yeah. we are now. But it's it's look. I don't want to make any weird comparisons, but throughout history, we've had to feel realize whether it's the way that you treat gay people, the way that you treat black people. I mean, you have to you have to kind of come together and have these instances where you you realize as a society like this is wrong. This cannot continue to go go on. I mean, I would hope for the long term of things. Jerry Lee Lewis can't marry fourteen year olds. (laughs) What a what a strange interview he has in that uh, that thing that's gone viral. By no, the I'm, way. Not, I'm not. I'm talking about the musician, but yeah, oh, the, okay. the whole seven questions. Yeah, that was bizarre. That too. was bizarre. Uh, the you know, and the other thing too is, is that uh, I lost my train of thought. I was I was going to make a a brilliant point, and now I forgot. I forgot <laughs> what I was going to say. Probably the cure for cancer. Uh, I I just don't. I don't know. I it, it it seems like it's such a gray area, and it's such a uh, a disappointing. I guess two and a half years since all this has happened. You know, I think that Carrie and I did our best to try and uh, prepare people for what to see when they when the video came out. And, you know, I, I think a lot of the people do get it, but there is a small portion that has really kind of, I guess, irked me in that they just don't see what everybody else sees. And that's okay. We're all going to have different opinions, but don't have a dumbass opinion. <laughs> I, I agree with Eddie. I, like, like... Oh, you should ban all media. Yeah, like this. Are, this is this has become the media's the media's yeah. fault and all that. It's just like double middle fingers. Just, to both how do we how do we get to that place, Josh? Do you remember when we got to the place where when the shit hit the fan, that media became the enemy? 
how long has that been going on? It's not it's not a recent occurrence, but it, it hasn't been going on the entire time I've been in this business. Well, you know, Carrie, I was thinking about it, and my my first real one that I, I remember thinking, okay, that could have been it, as you were kind of leading into this. I thought about Rhett Bomar, but there wasn't anger at us. There wasn't anger at the media. It was Big Red sucks, and Rhett Bomar's an idiot, and J.D. Quinn's stupid. Like, the, it was Screw that the, A&M secretary that turned him in. Which is yes, all, it was the for people the record, involved in the story. But now, every time there's a negative story, it's the media's fault. It, the media did this. The media didn't punch uh, Amelia Molitor. The, um, the media didn't choose to suspend Joe Mixon for a year or whatever. The media they, didn't keep him from apologizing or releasing like, the video. And there's such a misunderstanding. Like, I keep seeing things like, oh, slander and libel. You don't know what those words mean. Like, you don't understand. They're reporting facts that are not favorable to Oklahoma. That does not make it any of these things. Now, are there people, like we've discussed in this podcast, I mean, and any time that we defend one member of the media, it means we're defending every member who says something stupid. There are some dumbasses saying stupid stuff. We've talked about some of it on this podcast. But people pretending that every person who says something negative about Oklahoma is out to get Oklahoma or has some personal vendetta against Bob Stoops or Joe Mixon or whoever is the primary topic of conversation, it's just stupid. It, it, it's unbelievable, and it makes you look ignorant, like a dumbass. Like, I, I don't know any other way to say like it. A mouth breather. You could replace every member of the Oklahoma media with somebody new, and these issues would still be the same. Nothing would be different. Barry Trammell didn't create this. Jake Trotter didn't create this. Joe Mixon did. Oklahoma did. These issues would His still be here. His lawyers did. His lawyers did. These issues would still be here, Look, if no I, matter if who's I, in these situations. If I, outside of Joe Mixon, he's number one. There's no denying that. If I'm going to go with the pyramid of blame... It's, Joe Mixon is at the top of the pyramid. The next level is are his criminal defense lawyers. They screwed up any chance he had of resurrecting his reputation. Any chance. Done. And now, two and a half years later is happening what should have happened two and a half years ago. Everybody see, And Bob said it. He said it in the opening thing. They were hopeful that the video, or they were expecting the video would come out anywhere from one to three weeks after after they made the decision. I found that surprising. I, I didn't think that they thought that it would come out that soon. Yeah. And how frustrating has it been then for two years? This is a perfect scenario why I would not be a good head coach, because I would have, two a, a year and a half ago, I would have thrown the defense lawyers under the bus. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, but Bob said something about, yeah, we could have been liable, so I don't know if, I guess their lawyers were yeah. saying don't touch it. I think oh, so. I'm I sure. thought that he kind of took on some of, hey, you know, maybe, and I, I wasn't even sure it was liable as, hey, maybe we could have done some things that were a little better than we did too. I, I didn't feel like he totally passed. No, the you're right. To them. And then the other thing that was major, I thought today, was he was asked whose decision was it? How did you come to the decision after you and David Bourne and Joe Castiglione watched the film? How did you come with up with a decision to suspend him? Bob said. I did. It was my decision. Yeah, the verbiage he used was very apologetic. He said, "Blame me" a few times. He said, "I apologize. I accept that." That was an apologetic Bob Stoops today. I just I, here's what I hope. I I hope we stop fighting on the message boards between the media and stop blaming Amelia Molitor. 
realize that this is done. It's all out there now. It's time to move forward. Stop worrying about what's going to happen next. Let the national media do what they do. Which, you think Bob Stoops didn't expect that he was going to have people coming after him? I mean, I think we all could see from the Orange Bowl that Lindsey Schnell was just waiting to just just destroy Oklahoma's program. She's written about it like three days straight now. I mean, when they came and announced that there's going to be no questions about his incident, or and that was another huge mistake in this thing, when the Orange Bowl uh, idiot guy said that you'd be thrown out if you asked about it, which he was never told by OU to say that. That, like, incensed Lindsey Schnell, and, like, she turned into, like, a petulant child I mean, in the middle of all that stuff, and it was just embarrassing to watch. And, you know, we I sat there for 20 minutes, and I kind of tried to phrase questions a certain way to maybe get something out of it, but every other question was Lindsey Schnell going, but why won't you talk about it? This is ridiculous. Why won't you talk about it? And it was just like, I knew that she was going to roast OU when mm-hmm. she had a chance. Stoops knew. Every, everybody knew. And it's happening now. So is it going to change anything? I think Bob working with Brenda Tracy, and he said today that he's he's all for what she suggested. That must happen, uh, just as far as him getting more. I, I, I guess must happen is kind of strong, but he needs to have some kind of open. I, you don't want to piss off that side of he wants to be helpful, I guess, is the, yeah. Is the thing. Yeah. You don't want to. He just, wants to be seen as understanding and not be doing it concerns. just to be doing it yeah. for the public. Now, when you're writing stuff for the Huffington Post saying "fly me out" and I will, yeah, that comes off as a little self-serving. Yeah, I didn't like that. I mean, I'm I understand she's been through a horrible, traumatic thing. How did I describe that to you the other day? I, th- I think she's kind of she's kind of on a a, a high. Because this has made her such a public figure, mm-hmm. I think she's a little full of herself sometimes. Just the way with that thing, but fly me out and I'll help you design a domestic violence policy moving yeah. forward. I don't think anybody's around here is like, what should we do? I don't know if not hit women. Yeah, I mean, like, no, everybody understands what your policy should be. You do this. I think all you know. I think Bob, what he should do, they'll sit down with Joe, come up with a plan. Hey, if this happens, we're not recruiting this kid anymore. Or if this happens, this player is gone. If they show her a no tolerance policy in regards to all that stuff moving forward, I think that that's really the most that you can do in order to to work with the other side to kind of smooth things over the way things have gone the last two and a half years. Yeah, if you care about the cause, then it shouldn't matter who gets credit. I don't I don't trust anybody who says um, you have to get me there. I'm the only one who can fix it. Um, but I, for the most part, I mean, that was a, a bad moment for Brenda Tracy in the Huffington Post thing. But for the most part, I think she's at least, at the very least, she's been a symbol for Bob Stoops to attach onto of um, the the outrage on the other side and to say, hey, I at least get it. I understand it. I'm empathetic. And that, that has softened Bob Stoops' image, at least in my mind. I don't know how other people perceive it, but he at least... Um, how so many people? There's so much outrage, inflation. Everybody wants to say something crazy or use strong language so that people dig in on the other side. So it's kind of nice to see Bob hear that from one side, and instead of digging in the other way, kind of say, "Okay, I'm listening. I understand you. I hear you. Um, I think we all could use more of that, myself included, in this con- kind of conversation." 
Look, the the comparisons are going to be out there. People are going to you know try and make Oklahoma to be a rogue program. I don't think it is. I mean, that 2014 year was terrible. I mean, I think everybody's learned from it. I mean, just the mixing. Uh, we'll start off with the Shannon, DGB, mixing, uh, then finding out that D.D. Westbrook had that stuff in his past. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. I'm not making any excuses. I don't think you should make any excuses for it. I hope you don't. But, I mean, the, the thing that I think you take from today is you got to take Bob Stoops at face value, and, and not everybody's going to. But I, I think things are changing in this program, and I think he gave hints that it's changing. Like I said, I talked to people before even back to Big 12 media days where he, you know, he would, he, that Bob felt that way that he said today. Like, if it happened today, he wouldn't be here. I, I, I think that's all you can do is just expect this program to be better moving forward. The, the comparisons, I heard comparisons to the Switzer late 80s stuff. Uh, about how the the program was running out of control. I, I mean, you guys were probably know better than I would. I was, you know, a year old at the time. But that those felt completely outrageous to me. Well, the last things to happen in this program was in the summer. Jordan Thomas was in the bar the, thing at Logies, where the charges were dropped because apparently, God forbid, somebody go out and get in a bar fight. He got in a bar fight with a bouncer, and then before that, it was uh, wasn't it Stephen Parker getting a uh, DUI? Mm. Are those the last two things to really happen? I'm trying to think, just going back. I mean, there hasn't it's been. It's not like there's been a lot of rogue behavior in the Bob, no. Bob said the last two years have been some of his cleanest off the field. And, and you could argue that he's played with fire a little bit here, that, that maybe he's done it the wrong way. But these people he's given second chances to, going all the way back to Dusty Dvorak, have any of them ever bit him in the ass? Have any of them ever come back to really screw him over for coming back for that second chance? No, not that I can remember. Uh, the things that you, you you forget about are just the little things like Atari Bird or Micaiah Quick, you know, guys that just kind of get quietly dismissed from the team. Mm-hmm. But we know there's not anything too terrible with those people because there's no police reports or arrests or anything that lead to their ouster. No, I it just comes down to, I think, a lot of people and – you know, a, a lot of people on Twitter, especially, are just pissed off that Joe Mixon got a second chance because he's really good at football. Yeah, That's what yeah. it comes down if to. If he wasn't any good, people wouldn't care. No. Yep. And, you know, I it, it can be debated if, if, if they made the right decision in bringing him back. I, you know, I look back at what we wrote the day that we saw the video, and I said the, the punishment was fair. And at the time, I felt like it was. And today, I probably was wrong in saying that. I think he probably should have been kicked off the team. But, but it's still a stronger punishment other than, you know, kicking a guy off of the team that anybody's ever received for, right. you know, violence against women in college football. They kicked him out of, they kicked him off the team for a year. They took a year away of, of football from him. And, you know, I, I think that people just, that's not good enough for people. And, 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 and probably for the most part, the same people that don't think it was good enough back then probably are bitching about something today that Bob said, and they're always going to find something to uh, complain about, I would think. I think part of it is that things have changed so much, and I bet if you talk to all the students on campus and you ask them, hey, would you mind if there was a call, if there was an OU football player who, you know, he, he smoked weed a bunch of times, are you okay with him just staying on campus? Oh, yeah, leave that guy on campus, no big deal. Hey, if there's a guy that's he's hit a, he's hit a girl, he's punched a girl, would you want that guy on campus? Oh, man, probably not. It's kind of realizing how the, the things we had set up that we were, we were strict against and hard against and the things we were lenient towards, 
may have been a little mixed up. And I think that's we're kind of in the middle of that paradigm shift of realizing that these violence thing, these violent acts have more need to have more consequences than some things that that already do. I mean, you can't think like you said. Micaiah Quick is dismissed from the team, and we have no idea what happened. And we're we're having this. I mean, this this has been going on for almost three years, talking about why Joe Mixon's still on the team, and we don't know why Micaiah Quick's off the team. Because nobody cares. Because he right. wasn't playing. But that's my point. We if we if if we're so concerned about why these guys are on the team or why they're getting kicked off the team, there should be at least some more knowledge about what's happening. If, if it feels like we know um, we're. We're left in the dark so much on this stuff that we're we're left guessing, and that's been the problem here. So many people have been left guessing. I mean, we didn't we didn't hear the Joe Mixon interview after the incident uh, with his attorneys and stuff till the other day. And so the the narrative of he got called the N word and the spitting was allowed to grow and fester and become this huge thing. And now that we know that's not true, it doesn't matter. It's been going on for so long. We, we, we weren't enlightened enough. We, there wasn't enough transparency there to know what really happened. And I am so glad that that narrative has finally been put to rest. I know that uh, Josh has been battling with people all day on Twitter about it. I'll just be glad when this is over with. I, I won't care if he goes pro. Yeah. I just, I just won't. Do you think he does? I have heard that, that they're, they're almost half the teams in the league feel he's undraftable right now. I mean, he's he is getting advisement, and the reason the tape came out. You know what's really weird is when we were doing our last podcast on Friday, you guys could vouch for this. I was getting texts mm-hmm. about, hey, I think this Joe Mixon tape might be coming out today. Mm-hmm. And I actually had contacted the district attorney, and I said, are you guys releasing this tape? And he told me, no, but I've heard it's coming out too. So... There was some buzz about it coming out, but it ended up because it was Mixon that was mm-hmm. putting it out there. And so now we're doing this podcast after it's all happened. It seems like that was a week ago. And that was just Friday. We did about that, a right? week. Almost so about a week. week. But I, I'm just ready for it to be over. I, I'm ready for fans to be able to move on. I, I wish, and I'm not trying to tell people how, you know what to do, but I wish people would just accept that no matter what they say, Nothing's going to change. Bob Stoops not going to get fired. Joe Mixon's not going to get suspended more. There's going to be a lot of opinions that are going to be thrown out there. But nothing's going to change other than you're going to get upset about nothing. And yelling at us for being media. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. Missing out on quality time with Josh McQuistion. Josh still here? Did he leave us? I'm still here. Okay. I've had a few lead-ins, but, you know, I, I felt like you guys were rolling so well, I didn't want to dive. Well, is there anything that well, we haven't said, I think we should kind of wrap Josh. things up, yeah. I almost feel like an hour on Joe Mixon is too much. Yeah, you know, like we said, guys, I mean, I think the problem with this is is both sides want so, like, such complete complicity in the way they see things. Like, it can only be Joe deserves a second chance at OU or – he's got to be burned at the stake. Like it, it's, there's room in the middle there. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. Like I, and don't get me wrong. Like I said, I, I think, and guys, I don't, I've never had this conversation with you. Domestic violence is a thing that's, it's real personal to me. There, there's some stuff in there and it doesn't matter. I don't care to go into it, but it's something I take really seriously. 
So this is not something I brush aside and think is nothing. And obviously, this is not a case of domestic violence, but just violence against women in general is something I'm very sensitive to. And to talk about, or, you know, to know that, and then, but to still acknowledge that there is, I mean, do I think that the only answer was to dismiss him? No, I think it's what should have happened, but I can understand the other side of that coin. I do, I get it. But at the same time, like I said, it's it's just people don't want to listen to anything about this. Like it's only my way and that's the only answer that's acceptable. And I, I, I just don't understand it because you end up just making yourself look really obtuse and it looks deliberate. How many people are screaming at their radio right now listening to us? Oh, everybody. Yeah. I, 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 I guarantee really you weird. this podcast is going to get 100 responses and people almost unanimously are going to be pissed. What frequency would that be on, Joe? Well, you know, they could be plugging their aux cord, you know, into their deck. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I roll. Got to stick the tape deck in. and then, Yeah. yeah you, you get that the radio tunage, you go to like 88.6, <laughs> put in your cassette tape with the cord coming out. Do you still out. have your feel the burn sticker on your car? Uh, that would be my wife's car. No, we, we take it off after the election. We we know when uh, to quit. Send all uh, all criticisms to uh, at Carrie Murdoch. It's at Carrie <laughs> underscore. <laughs> That's not even an address, so feel free. <laughs> That's not an address that I take. Make sure you spell Murdoch with an H, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> look, I, look I, I'm having fun with this stuff. I mean, this stuff doesn't bother me on the board. It, you know, I understand guys are going to go nuts. It's just, it's nuts, man. It's, it's crazy. I'll be glad when it settles down a little bit. Oh, you won't have any more media until they get to... Uh, New Orleans, which is they arrive on the twenty seventh. Okay, I think we're gonna get there. We'll be there for the 29th. We're not going for the stupid airport. I'm not going out and listening to the horrible tubas. It's a it's a it's a part that you can miss of the sugar. Their Bowl. tarmac presentation is the worst of any major. Oh bowl. no way! It's it's I liked terrible. It. No, with the band and everything. No, I hate the band. You don't, don't like mariachi like, bands though. I don't like mariachi bands, and I don't like. Louisiana jazz bands. It's pretty. It, it's cool. I'll, Too many horns. I'll just uh, I'll put up Don't the like video trumpets. from three years ago. It's it's really ironic, I guess, and kind of crazy that we're going back to the scene of where it all kind of started for the whole Joe Mixon. Like yeah. it, it could all wrap in from Sugar Bowl to Sugar Bowl because it really uh, could. Three years ago, we went to the Sugar Bowl, covered the win against Alabama, and. Uh, Carrie and I drove straight to San Antonio to meet Josh for the where he was a jerk to you for the yeah for the uh, for the announcement and everything like that. So it's it's really kind of crazy that it's God, all kind of coming to a head. Joe Mixon about it, do a great story on it. Like now, all coming all fair, together. Yeah, Eddie, do you think you've ever celebrated? I mean, and celebrated. I guess we can't really go into it. The commitment of a player as much as you did that one, there were some things going on in the press box that day that you weren't all that excited about. And I think there was a reporter or, well, I was going to say or two, but I think we just know it was one reporter that you were ready to in, show the Mixon throwing on the OU hat to as quickly as possible. It was a it was a very proud day as a, uh, <laughs> I guess, a, an OU alumni. There's someone that Eddie and I both love equally. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys. Well, when you're going to be an idiot. I mean, oh. let's just put it that way. When you're going to be an idiot and just be like, he's not going to OU and say it repeatedly. The one thing that I, I adore about the All-American game is the number of maroon A&M shirts in that press box. 
Like just unabashedly, we're wearing A and M crap. Is there yeah. any guys? I'll be honest. Like when you look around in the press box, like when we go to these national events, have you ever seen a team site guy wearing the team he covers shirt that wasn't from an SEC program? Well, not now. Like I, I can't think of ever. Like Clemson. If there's a Clemson guy there, those people are nuts. That's true. That well, and we, our old friend from Cal, he, he would probably rock. rock yeah, some Cal although or, you know. Sometimes uh-huh. fedoras don't go with coaches' polos. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Missouri's press box. There's some cheering in the Missouri press box if you go there. Uh, Gabe Yarmond. It's always Gabe. Yeah, we'll, we'll throw Gabe under the bus. <laughs> It'd be awesome. Uh, he'll blow a fuse. <laughs> well, at least, at least you know, at least some people show up to go to games to cheer in the press box. Others just sit at home and post bullshit message board material and say that. Players like Joe Mixon aren't going to play in the Bedlam game, so Orange Factor, <sighs> one of many. Was there someone hey. from an OU fan site that did that too? No, it was not from an OU fan oh, site. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh yeah, I got you on that one. It took me a second to catch up to. Hey guys, I, I want to dive into well, not dive into something, but something I wanted to say, kind of to end this on a, I don't know if it's positive or maybe something Josh. that's a little more. Uh, to bring the board a little together. I don't know if everybody saw it on our board today. There was a poster, longtime guy on our board, that his son was recently diagnosed with uh, AML. And he's got a page on Facebook. It's called Carson's Cure. Uh, they've got a GoFundMe app going. You know, this little boy, he's just trying to, you know, get through this awful thing. You know, at this time of year, I can't even, as a guy with a kid, I can't even imagine what that's like. So anybody listening, got a little time, go check out that page. If you can, you know, obviously donate a little to that cause uh, would be a great thing. Like I said, something to maybe, you know, make this otherwise kind of a, I don't know, argumentative podcast, something good. Definitely. I think that's, we can yeah, that's get that awesome. out on the scoop yeah. account and stuff, too, to help, to help, out, help out that way. So Yeah, yeah we look for, actually, look that, for it on Twitter. Right, and I put it up on our Sooner Scoop. So if you're following us on Facebook on Sooner Scoop or you're following us on Twitter on Sooner Scoop, it's on there too, so we've got direct links to it. You can go there and check it out. And like I said, if you can help, that you know anything helps with these sort of things. That was better than the first hour of the podcast. Good also, stuff, Josh. yeah. Also, I know we all fight. Uh, we all probably go overboard sometimes, but we do want to say and wish everyone a very merry Christmas. Uh, we're going to be heading. Eddie and I will be heading down to New Orleans. Josh will be in San Antonio. Uh, Joe, are you going to Colorado? Uh, if you don't send me anywhere, I'll be in Colorado. Uh, so we're all going to be out and about, but we want you guys to have a great Christmas. Stay safe. Uh, enjoy times with the, with the loved ones. Uh, if you got the little kids, I'm jealous that you get to uh, spend a little Christmas and be Santa and all that stuff. Be with Santa, should I say, in case the kids are in the car. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, want you guys, we, we really appreciate all you guys. It's been a great year at Sooner Scoop. Appreciate Joe being a a big part of things this year, kind of as a new addition. Um, Eddie, appreciate you getting more and more curmudgeon Yeah, as we go. No problem. Without Josh, we would be nothing. We all know that. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yep. Although, you know, nothing. It's Christmas cheer. Christmas cheer. <laughs> I'm not going to rip on Josh today. Uh, <sighs> anyway, thanks for listening. Merry Christmas to everybody. Uh, sorry, no recruiting on this podcast, but we felt like we really wanted to get all this mixing stuff out there uh, as soon as Bob's press conference was done. So you guys have a Merry Christmas. 
We'll see you afterwards from New Orleans and uh, catch you guys next time on the Unofficial 40.